All right. Hey, man. Um, I'm back. It's been been like two two weeks, maybe three weeks. Just been going nonstop. Been super busy, but um, it's been something that's on my mind for a little while. I wanted to wanted to record, and I was going. I've been working on a few things. I'm always working on a few things. Um, and I've found myself like it's it's like eleven o'clock at night. Full day, got a busy day tomorrow, and this has been on my mind for a few days just to sit and record again. And I, I'm so close to to saying, "Ah, you know what? I'll do it in the morning. I'll get up early. I'll, I'll record." And then, um, and I just caught myself. What are you doing, man? Um, I'll, I'll talk about something else that's tied into this in a minute, but like, just do it now. It's on your mind. It's fresh. It's it's like perfect to talk about stuff, and you're gonna put it off, and you know you're not gonna do it in the morning. You think you are, but you're not. Can you just just remember the future? You're gonna you're gonna get up, and it's like ah, oh, and then the day's gonna be away from you before it before you know it. And um, I was like, hey, just just do it. You're gonna feel that much better by doing it. And so here I am. And it, it's what's cool is that thought process has been on my mind consciously for about a week now, and I'm on this good upswing, crushing work, and oh wow, that sneeze snuck up on me, man! I've been getting things done, and every time I find myself saying, oh, "I don't feel like it," or oh, "I'll do it in a little minute," or oh, "I'll do it later." put myself in check and I do it right away so that it doesn't build up and there's one more thing that you got to do and yeah it's just been a good good groove that way but um been pretty ripper busy I think since the last time I talked I had an event Travis Mannion was up here for a week and that was awesome always is I look forward to that event every year just 30 people at the house for a week um Jeff came down and, and helped with a lot of the logistics and added value with who he is. And that was good, long, I mean, exhausting. You know, the my event starts two, three days before they get here, and it goes for two days after they leave. And just a lot of talk about leadership and life and self-growth. Self-growth, is that is that a right way to say it? Personal growth? Whatever I'm trying to say. Um, dig it into identity and challenging belief sets and systems and just a really cool week and then of course I've been I was looking forward to that being done not because I wanted the event to be over with because I always get really bummed when the event's over because you miss everybody and you've just started a new relationship with a handful of people and continuing a relationship with a couple people that come back that have been through the expedition before and uh the last night that the group is here we have this monster hailstorm um super bad and uh i was in the house getting ready to get something to come back out to the garage it was like 10 o'clock at night the events were over for the day people were just kind of lounging out socializing going to bed whatever 
and um, it was the last day that they were here on our property, and it started hailing. And I just heard a bunch of ruckus in the garage and laughing and yelling, oh my God, and I just heard the pounding on the roof. And it was like the skies opened up, thunder, lightning. I just walked outside, and there was nothing about it that made me laugh or anything. Because I was all I, all I said, I turned to um to Ginger, and I was like, "That's damage. That's all. I think that's exactly what I said. That that's damage." And I went out, and I mean, it was golf ball plus size hail coming down so hard. And all I could think about. And I feel bad. I, like, I feel like a bad person. But all I could think about was just the damage that was happening. I wasn't thinking about people. I was thinking about the tents that were set up, my vehicles, you know, the Airstream. And I just walked out, and I just started getting hammered by this hail. And, uh, I mean, it, I saw stars when it hit me in the head. Like it was it was bad. It broke my skin in a whole bunch of places. And um, but anyways, it was like three inches of hail on the ground, like it was snow, um, coming down so fast. Lightning was just nonstop thunder, lightning. And uh, I think people that were collecting in the garage because it was exciting, they realized like my whatever energy I was giving off. And then they just realized like, okay, hey, cool, this is not fun, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, ton of damage, all the vehicles, just over 300, the, the adjuster said like over 350 to 500 dings in the vehicles, um, skylights in the sheds all busted out, drenched all the tools, equipment, everything that I got in the, in the sheds, wet, soaked, drenched, um, just just a ton of damage, man. The roof of the house, total roof replacement needs to be done. And of course, every vehicle. So the three vehicles we have and the airstream, so four, all have deductibles. It's not one claim, so one deductible. It's like I gotta pay the the deductible for each vehicle, then the deductible for the property, and it's just like God, uh, it's gonna cost so much money, so much money. But Whatever. But anyways, um, nobody got hurt. Because, like, after about five minutes, I kind of collected myself. I was like, oh, man, like, you got to pull the electricity from the tents. Check on the tents and make sure that, like, people aren't getting hammered or soaked and get everybody safe. But uh, kind of embarrassing. I, I thought about that for a while. Like, I defaulted to that property damage first. And I'm not proud of that. I don't know what it was, but I corrected pretty quickly, and everybody was safe, fortunately, which is pretty cool. And um, so that's that. The rain came down so hard, and then all, all of a sudden, like it was like this two-inch wave of water come rushing down the driveway, filling the garage up. The drains at the edge of the garage were full of debris and hail, so they weren't draining. The eaves or the the gutters in the roof were full of hail, so the water wasn't going down the gutters. It was just coming over the top, and oh man, it's just a nightmare. And so my week of relaxing and recovering from everything turned into a week of just 
phone calls and adjusters and stress and trying to do some property maintenance because we've been getting thunderstorms like every friggin' afternoon and just the trail our big trails all destroyed and water riveted driveways a mess and whatever got on the tractor and helped the neighbors dig their culverts out for them flew to florida for a week of work with the guys for the row I don't know, it's been a busy, right when you think you're going to have a break, man, it gets you. But it put a lot of things in perspective for me, too, like what's most important, what's not important, or least important, and making things bigger than they need to be, and ultimately, at the end of the day, everybody's safe, and got a roof to live in, so we're getting through it. But uh, I wanted a podcast, and then I didn't, and then I didn't again, and here I am, but uh, I had a great podcast today with um, Tony Ronchi and Chuck Bennington from Fit Affiliates. Um, I knew Chuck and Tony for a long time through the gymnastics work they do with CrossFit, so that was really cool. I think it was a really good, good podcast we did today. I'm excited. I don't think I need to listen to it again, but uh, excited for them to post it and get some feedback from people um what else is going on i got this new little gizmo gadget from chris called apollo it basically just vibrates on your wrist and your ankle different programs from your phone to help soothe you or recover you or help you sleep or wake you up or whatever so that's kind of interesting training training hard for the row hunting trip coming up in a couple days super stoked about that chase some antelope down in uh, southern colorado with a bow sniper adventure challenge right after that with brista pants had a good call with her today going through all our gear and stuff i'm really excited for this it's like a little adventure race you carry your rifle and your pistols and run around wyoming land nabbing and doing shit and shooting stuff targets but that's uh, what's going on, man. Busy, 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 busy. Trying to keep caught up with uh, admin work. I thought I got a good chunk out, and then it's like every day. If I don't, it's like I work to get a bunch of stuff done, to get to be caught up with then having all the stuff that you need to do. And then the day, you're just so exhausted. The day's over. You got to work out. You got to do your training. You got to do this, that. And then you wake up the next morning and you're already back to needing to catch back up again. <laughs> it's nuts. But working to put some changes in for that. I got to clean up myself. I'm juggling too many things, man. Too many, too many balls. They're all rubber balls. Which is interesting because I just started doing a book with Nicole. And that's, actually, I was going to bring it up here. Shit, I went downstairs to get, I should put this on pause and then come back up, but I don't know how to put it on pause. So, we, uh, it's called, well, I could probably Google it right now. It's going to come up at the same time I'm talking, if I can do two at once without being weird. But, um, it's called Essentialism, and, uh, started reading this book, and Accountability Buddy with Nicole, to read the book. It's called um, Essentialism by Greg McCown, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. 
I'm on day four of the challenge or process or whatever, but um, I'm really digging it. It's stuff that makes sense that I think is, I don't know, he, he supposes that it's counterintuitive, but I feel like I've been thinking about this stuff a lot in the last few years. Your people talk about it, and I mean, the book is good. It's it's a little bit of a salesy read, and it's simple, but um, I think it's still good. And it's just about picking out, reframing how you talk about things. Instead of saying, I have to do something, it's I, I want to do something, or I choose to do something and then figuring out what is a priority instead of having priorities plural and just picking the one thing that you need to do or have to do do that everything else is mildly interesting and i feel like i spend a whole ton of time chasing all these non-essential things day to day to day to day and when I started practicing this, just in four days, I'm already feeling better, more productive. You know, spending spending the time on the things that matter most, and spending the time and energy on the small things that have the greatest impact. So, I don't know. Been been working on that right now. It feels good, but um, yeah, essentialism: the discipline to pursuit of less by Greg McCune, McCowan, McEwen. McCoon, McCown, I don't know, English dude. But um yeah, I'm liking it. It's it's helping me be more productive. Or or yeah, maybe. It's about doing less better, being more productive at doing less. Doing less. yeah, figure it out. You read the book, I guess. Um I'm only on day four, so give me a break. Oh, other than that, man. Uh, Colby's going to college. He leaves for Penn State in a, tomorrow. Move in. Man, that's crazy. The pocketbook doesn't like that bill, but anyways, I'm excited for him. Chloe started high school two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. Yeah, I'm excited for her. My oldest daughter, she's working, sorting things out in the big world now that she graduated, so. Other than that, man, what else did I want to ramble on about? Because really, this podcast has been about nothing, and I started saying how I was ready and it was going to be good. <laughs> maybe it's more good for me. Just Maybe I'm just patting myself on the back. Is that wrong? Is that bad to do? Like, there's some people that pat themselves on the back for attention or for whatever because they need it. And I think that's gotten to be a bad take on a bad it's gotten to have sort of like a negative thing like oh you pat yourself on the back well maybe since I'm just talking to myself and you're eavesdropping like I'm just patting myself on the back is that okay like I think that's a good thing to do from time to time not all the time there's people that pat themselves on the back too much um but I think it's okay to say yeah you know what like doing good or that was good something like that pat yourself on the back from time to time feels feels right I don't know why I've stopped doing that so much maybe because of the aversion to the negative all the time being surrounded nah I'm not surrounded by but there's people in all of our lives that 
that's what they do. They just constantly pat themselves on the back. It's like, you're really not all that, but good, good for you if you're happy. But it makes you wonder, like, what's the driving force that makes somebody pat themselves on the back and how it's affected you or me or from from doing it at all when it is a healthy thing to do when done for the right reasons. Pat yourself on the back. I should write that down. Um, what else was I going to talk about? I'm going to talk about douchebags. Everybody's favorite to talk about douchebags. Something that's been frustrating me a lot in the last few weeks that I, I actually have to manage. I spend energy managing this with know-it-alls. Know what I mean? Like, these people that we find ourselves engaged with that they they always know everything or they have input on everything. And sometimes the best thing that you can do is just shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's some people that they just cannot stop talking. And it's like they constantly either have to educate you or validate their credentials for you or whack some shit to you. Like you're having a conversation. Like I want to have a conversation with somebody, but I don't I don't need that person to constantly be educating me all the time. Now I'm not afraid to be educated. Um I, I like learning and I like being corrected. I like being introduced new things. And I guess the reason why I'm having this conversation because I'm reflecting on myself a little bit here through pointing at other people, but I'm really trying to inspect myself if, if I'm that way. Because I have a hunch that I can get that way at times. Um, more about that in a minute, maybe. But uh, it's like you're having a conversation with somebody and they're, it's, it's a whole... It's a whole, like, hey, why don't you listen first to understand and not respond, right? I've, I've said that multiple times. I've got that quote from somebody. I can't remember who it is right now, but it's not my quote. Just Google it. Maybe I should Google it now so I don't steal somebody's shit, right? Listen first to understand. Abraham Lincoln probably said it. Let's do that right now. Listen. I should do If I was a professional... I would have done this research ahead of time and I would have had like podcast notes, but I'm not really doing this for you. Listen first to understand. Listen first to understand before responding. There it is. Google. Yeah, I don't. Uh, highly effective people. Uh, that's Franklin Covey. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Seven habits of highly effective people. There's a, it's somebody else said it before him. Um, listen first to understand, not respond or whatever. I'm screwing it all up because I'm repeating. I need to put a chewing, a dip in whatever I'm doing. I've started and stopped chewing about eight times in the last uh, five weeks. Um, uh, hang on, I'm putting this. This lipper in. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Ma. Um, so you're talking to somebody, and you're just trying to 
process, right? Or, or you're trying to resolve something, and you can see it. You can you can see it in the person's eyes, that in their body language, in their, how their mouth is wanting. They're just waiting. They, they they can't like they're just waiting for that split second when you pause so that they can start. And so, I just get frustrated with those people because all they want to do is just talk. That's all they want to do is just talk. And they want to whack some shit to you. And half the time when they respond or they start talking, they're off topic. Like What's even harder is when I'm just the third person and I'm listening to a conversation with some with other people. And I'm listening to two people talk, and it's like, hey, I'm engaged with what person A is saying, and I'm like, really want to, I want to learn more, I want to hear more, I want to process together with that person, like, that thought. And then the other person jumps in, and then they drift the thought 10 degrees to the right. And then while they're talking, they drift another 30 degrees farther to the right, and it's just like, that's not a conversation. You know what I mean? That's, it's, it's garbage, and it's frustrating. I just get up and walk away. Um, when I can, um, and then it's like, and then you'll, you'll sit there as a, as a third person listening in, watching in, and then you'll, person A will wait for that person to be done talking, and then they'll bring it back to what they wanted to talk about, and then the other person will be jumping right in again, and then instead of going back 10 degrees to the right, they'll go 15 degrees to the left, and then another 50 degrees to the left, and it's like, man, this person just gives no fucks about listening, their social competence is about zero, you know? And it's, I'm just lumping it in as a know-it-all. You know, like, oh, well, did you know this? And, and you know this? And, and I appreciate different personalities and how people, like, and I, and, I, and, I, and I don't mind it until you're just oversaturated with it nonstop. And I... I don't know what I meant by that. Just, just, just fast forward through that. Uh, it didn't make any sense. Like I can appreciate different people's personalities and how they work, and that's what makes everybody unique, and it's cool, and I celebrate that. Um, some people just take it way too far to where it's like, yeah, I just do not want to be around you. I don't want to talk to you at all because. I'm not talking anyways. I'm just in receive mode. And that's not exciting. It's not a relationship. And then there's people that will take the know-it-all. Oh, and hey, I'm working on that. And then they'll, they'll, they'll phony it. They'll trump it to try to ask you a question. And oh, mm-hmm, and, and you can tell that they're working you. And they're trying. And so they get credit for the trying, I suppose. But are they really trying? Or are they just trying to try for you to recognize that they're trying and then they go be themselves again. And it's like, hey, I'm not. I don't want to be around that, man. And when I can, when I have the choice, I suppose. But, yeah, know it all. Everybody, there's somebody always got to know, know everything about something. And if they don't know, they're going to give you their opinion, but they're going to cage it as knowing. Or they're going to change the subject or drift the subject somehow to something that they do know so that they can be in the know so they instead of just and you know what sometimes I just want to tell you you're all fucked up and just have you receive 
and you don't need to respond because I'm telling you you're fucked up. <laughs> or or better yet, let's let's not go there. Now maybe maybe sometimes I just want to share what I'm feeling or going through or what I think and I don't need a a response or to be corrected or this or that and I'm I'm listening to myself talk right now and I'm thinking about that whole like stereotype back like 20 years ago maybe it still is I don't know but yeah men just want to solve things and women just want to be heard you don't need to solve you know and I'm like hey and I don't I think that is really powerful but I don't think it's just a men are this way and women are this way I absolutely don't believe that because I know a lot of dudes that are that way too and I'm that way like I don't I don't like to solve shit I like to process and understand and under, and help other people understand and not try to fix everything, right? And a lot of times when I'm talking or processing, and that's what kind of why I like this doing this podcast out loud. Just and really, I'm just recording self dialogue because this is the stuff. I you're in my head. I'm in my head, but out loud, it has different a different power when you hear your own thoughts out loud sometimes my phone's just blowing up um I should put that on mute but I'm gonna put it on mute um sometimes I just want to process and I'm not we're not looking for any solutions just trying to bounce around information to understand it in different ways and yeah but anyways I'm just I'm working through dealing with know-it-alls right now not three of them. Three of them that come to mind in the last couple of weeks. It's just got under my skin. And I don't think it's any one got under my skin more than anybody else or more than what's just mildly interesting. But the combination of being saturated with it, with it just happens like interactions with these three just happened a lot in the last three, four weeks, you know, um, four weeks, five weeks, I don't know, but, um, yeah, three weeks, yeah, but it doesn't matter how many weeks, get the point, but, um, and you're trying, or, or when you are in a position to try to help somebody understand themselves, and they, like, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, and it's like, well, if you know, then why are you still fucking it up? <laughs> right? That's one thing that I work on with my kids um, is I don't ever want to hear them tell me I know. I, I, I like when they say, I was like, hey, don't tell me you know. And I try not to use that phrase along with others, right? Um, because what that does is it automatically closes you off psychologically. Like when you say I know, you're shutting doors. Why would you do that? Like if somebody else is sharing it, even if you do already know, don't say it. Because there's some kind of chemical, psychological, energetical, something, something that's going on inside of you when you say that out loud. It does things to you to shut you off, close you. And then people realize like, okay, here's another know-it-all. Well, you know, but instead of saying I know... Like, okay, or right on, or I will, or good. You know what I mean? Say, do, say that. That's way better. 
and oh, I know. I don't want to. I don't want to ever hear somebody tell me I know. Right, and I don't want to. I don't say I don't. You know, not speaking in in definitives, absolutes, right? Like generally speaking, there's some there's time and a place for hey, I know. Um, but I, I was listening to a young man talk to his dad. We were at um, Shaw's shooting, and um, I'm listening to this young man. Uh, he might have been 15, 14, I think, and his father. And uh, the kid just, he knew everything. I know, I know, I know, I know. And then I just was like, hey, why don't you just shut the fuck up? You know what I mean? And listen, because you think you know, but you don't. You know what I mean? And uh, I actually talked to the the young guy. I didn't never talk to his father about it. Um, cause it just helped the young man out. I was like, hey, dude, like, don't do that. Your, number one, that's your dad. Number two, like it's you know you just try to mentor this young. And what's cool is the young the young man is a really good dude and super talented and like he he receives he received it really well. And I wasn't quite as blunt as I am right now talking about the story, but I think that and when when I was dealing with that over and over and over until I finally just kind of like interrupted that cycle, whether it's still a cycle or not, I, I won't see these guys probably for another year um won't know if it really taken effect you just hope that it it will come up when it comes up right planting seeds but um dealing with that for for a day made me more sensitive to other people doing it and then it and when you're more sensitive to other people doing it it just you start being more aware and or maybe you're more aware than you're more sensitive maybe that's the right order of operations there but and then it just got under my skin. It's like part of this whole know-it-all thing, you know? You know? I just said, you know? Um, yeah, I'm th- I've taken, I know, out of my vocabulary patterns, speech patterns. Man, I am fucking up my language tonight. Um, best I can, right? Like I've been really thinking about it hard, and I'll catch myself saying it every now and then, and I'll, I'll always try to correct it because I want to habituate and I've been doing that for a long time, though. I've been taking I know out of my my patterns for a while. But why am I talking about all this? Back to I'm adjusting my ear set. Somebody told me once that my mic cuts in and out every now and then. I don't know what that is. Maybe I need to put it a little little closer so that it keeps picking it up. And then I feel like you hear my saliva or something. I spit. But um. I've been thinking about it in my in terms of myself because something my dad told me a couple of years ago when um, the kids were at the house. One of the first times that the kids were my my children were allowed to come stay with me in Colorado for a vacation, you know, and I try to take as much adva- much opportunity advantage of teaching and educating and mentoring and imparting some of who I am to my children, right, as I can every opportunity I have with them. And um, he he said something to me. He's like, why do you always have to be teaching? And I was like, wow. I brushed it off, right? But I thought about it. A Even though I brushed it off in the moment, it's been on my mind for four or five years. And every time I'm with my children, 
I'm constantly finding like, hey, you're in teach mode, teach mode, teach mode. Like, get out of that. Like, who are you? Like, I get it. It's your role as a parent, but it doesn't always have to be that. You just enjoy them, and everything doesn't have to be a teachable moment or a learning opportunity, you know. And I've been I've been a little sensitive to that, and I get like so the TMF event. I'm, you know, I'm teaching, right? That's my job. And you get in that role and you find that you're talking a lot and talking more and more and more. And then I try to back off over the course of the week because right in the beginning, I, I'm really heavy in driving and then I want to pull back, pull back because you have a really, really talented audience of adults across so many professions coming together that they have a lot of great stuff. They've got more than I do. Collectively, they got more than I do. They just need to be guided to figure it out, right? And so I try to do that. And so I think that's been on my mind for the last couple weeks with am I that person? Do I tend to be that person at times? You know, and when you're a mentor to people or you're somebody that people look to 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 help train or or whatever, and you catch yourself, am I like that all the time? Am I like that in my relationship with, you know, Nicole or close friends, always trying to be a know-it-all? And uh, I think that's just been on my mind for, like, the last couple weeks, just trying to think about that, be less that person, because I know I don't like to be around those people that are that way all the time. If I'm striving to be better, then I should reflect and make sure that I'm not the same kind of person that I don't want to be around, right? Because I think we can fall into that trap. Maybe sometimes we don't like being around those people because they are much like ourselves. And it's like on a magnet, a north and a north, they kind of push each other away because they're both polarized the same way, right? If, If you know science... So that's my deep, deep thoughts that I've been working through last few days, you know, and it's, it's neat like this, uh, seeing it, you see something out there, you experience something, take that and try to figure out if you're doing the same thing. That was really not profound. That was me just buying time by babbling. Essentialism. It's been really good for me the last few days thinking about this these know-it-alls. I just don't want to give up talking about the know-it-alls. Man, I get so pissed. You're sitting there and it's like that person just cannot wait for a split second to talk. And sometimes there's the awkward like both people talking at the same time and we're going to see who yields first, right? And that's all. it's like every time that happens, it's going through my mind at the same time like do I keep pushing this? I'm going to win this one or do I concede and not win this one win the next one right right like mine's always thinking 15 different things at once in conversations maybe that's the problem maybe I just need to stop thinking about so much but yeah keep interrupting keep interrupting you're saying the same fucking thing you're not hearing what I'm saying so then I you try to say it differently and they're not hearing that either and so is it like they don't understand what you're saying or they're not listening to what you're saying, right? Because that's two different things. 
yeah, when you're having a conversation and somebody just keeps doing that, but I'm talking more like this person just can't shut the fuck up. Be nice. Be nice if you just shut up for a little bit. Take it. Take an, take an active interest in what the other person's saying. Just be in receive mode for a little while. And not in some contrived way. Like, because you'll see that, right? Like, you'll, you'll have somebody, they'll be listening to this, and the next time you give them that feedback, and then all of a sudden, it's like really, really forced. And then you got to give them, you got to have some compassion that they're trying. But are they trying in a way that they're making it obvious so that you recognize that they're trying? Or are they genuinely just trying to do it because they're trying to do it? Because there's those people, right? There's people that they'll get that feedback and then they'll try, but they're doing it in such a way that when you're reading them, you're like, man, they're just trying to do it for show. (laughs) And that just pisses me off twice as much but anyways that's that I wanted to talk about something else I was going to save it for another podcast but I'm just I'm just getting in the mood right now maybe I'll talk about because I, I stopped there was a shooting in Texas a while ago two months ago now three months ago and a couple phone calls and People want, like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about guns? What do you think about blah, blah, blah? And, and I don't I don't want to have an opinion out loud on any of this right now because it's being politicized by our government. And there's another whole conversation that I've got written down on things to talk about is, do I think our government's corrupt? Do I think people are corrupt? Do I think... It's the media that's corrupt. I, I don't know. The, the, I'll tell you what, man. More and more jaded every day by our government. And I don't want to be because I believe in it. I just, is it just a couple bad characters? Is it a system that I've never been in that I just don't understand? Or am I just being led to believe that it's as bad as it is because of the media outlets that I choose to to listen to? You know what I mean? But I don't want to talk about corrupt government right now. I want to talk about um so I didn't talk about the shooting. Had some pretty pretty strong thoughts about it, gun control and this and that, and had a couple really good debates. I'm not debate, not arguments either, but good solid discussion with people on both sides of gun control and this and that and people that are saying they don't believe in it, but what but, but they do believe in it. And I'm like, hey, that's exactly gun control. <laughs> and I just wanted to stay out of that whole conversation and for a while because I really don't, I don't need to share what I believe in. Um, I think we got some problems, but I don't think any generation was absent of problems, just different or same problems. They just manifest differently. But, I was thinking about like what's wrong with young adults and what's wrong with society and this and that. And I just started thinking about somehow my mind went towards TV. And then I started thinking about before my time when it was just radio, you know, and it was good. At least the stuff that my parents chose 
to allow me to be influenced by. And I would also submit probably because it was in greater quantity than the other stuff, right? Not to say that there wasn't violence on TV, right? Like Dirty Harry and the movies and stuff like that. But like, I felt like the movies were more wholesome. But but daytime television, for sure, right? Like, I remember growing up and it was Gilligan's Island, you know, um, Leave it to Beaver, uh, Andy Griffith's show, my favorite Martian, Nighttime television was like Magnum P.I., MacGyver, um, The Greatest American Hero. Like, I felt like, and I don't know, maybe I'm just romanticizing, but I felt like there were good shows, good TV. You know, Lassie, I mean, come on. And, And that's the stuff that I was watching when I was growing up. You know, in pre preteen and teenage years, and um, you look on TV today, and the comics or the cartoons or whatever are what they are. Daytime television. I don't have a TV. I don't have a TV, but we don't have cable. But you know, and I don't know, man. Like, what? What are we? What's the media? What's what's the putting out there then of course then you know all that Ricky Lake and Jenny Jenny Jones and all that weird shit the Jerry Springer and Geraldo and all those people started getting on day 10 it's just just trash man just absolute trash and that's the stuff that's influencing our children uh, man like if we're going to start somewhere about like reweaving the fabric of the character of America's youth so that they become the next leaders of our country and in both government and profession and academia. Like, why don't we get back to those things, you know? But I just went down memory lane thinking about those shows. Actually, um, was gonna, was gonna start watching like Laurel and Hardy and, um, the Three Stooges again. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, you know, what's funny is I, I hear people already, well, you know, that was racist and da 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 I'm like, okay, cool. Like, if that's what you think, fine. But then make make the new daytime television better than the old-time television in those regards. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying it was perfect. It was what it was for its times. I think we've been on a growth curve over the last decade or so in, in awareness and understanding. I know certainly I have and views have changed and grown and matured and why can't we why can't we make a new Gilgan's Island and fix some of the sexist stuff that was on there and you know and fix like all the other stuff that you'll point fingers at about how it was bad instead of canceling it, instead of canceling it, recognized it for the good stuff that it was good and fix moving forward the stuff that you would endeavor to have it be better. I think that's a good rule of thumb 
for life in general. But I don't know. When I started thinking about that, was um, there was a comment made. I've been thinking about it for a while, but then a comment was made during the um, Travis Manning expedition about uh, the Cosby Show. Because I brought this up at a at a stop during one of our hikes, and the Cosby Show being one of those. What a great show! What a great show, Mork and Mindy. But anyways, we're talking about the Cosby Show, and somebody said, "Yeah, Bill Cosby, blah 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 blah." And it's like fuck, you know. Had had you not had how do I don't want to say this? Step one: if you never knew the atrocious things that Bill Cosby was accused of doing, had you never known that, would the show still be an amazing show? Right? I mean, and then step two: ideally, he never would have done those things. Right, but the fact that that one person can have such a duplicitous life takes takes away all the good, right? That that show represented because that was a, a great show growing up, man. The Cosby Show couldn't wait to freaking watch the Cosby Show, and now it's like, yeah, I don't want to have anything to do with the Cosby Show because I think because of what I've heard through the media, which I don't doubt, actually, but who knows the extent of it, right? You can't never know unless you're firsthand, I suppose. But now I don't want to have anything to do with the Cosby Show, but yet I know that the Cosby Show was great. Fuck Bill Cosby for ruining that show for me. No, you know? But, yeah. Anyways, I don't think good wholesome TV. I don't know. This podcast went in a whole bunch of different directions. Just like my life right now, between everything that's going on, events and rowing and hunting and personal life and all all that shit, but all over the place. Anyways, that's about 45 minutes of babble. Uh, I feel better for talking, doing it, not putting it off. Um... Yeah, it's just stuff that's on my mind, what I'm tossing around these last few weeks. So, all right, man, I probably won't talk again next week. Might I might squeeze one in. All right, man, hope everybody's well, and uh, take care.